0: Get those grotty bleaters to hit the button on Apple Podcasts or find the confusing link in the podcast blurb to do it on Acast Plus. Linda? You hear that, Linda? You have your own edition of the show, Linda? Ugh. Are you mystified by mysteries? Or can you crack the craziest cases? We're looking for chief detectives to join us on our investigations into some of the strangest stories from around the world. We'll analyse aliens, look for the Loch Ness Monster and hunt out curses. We'll present you with the best evidence and the most interesting facts. And then it'll be up to you to decide and tell us what you think. Will you be a myth buster like me? Or a myth truster like me? If you want to be our chief detective, join us on Bust or Trust, a kids mystery podcast. Every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music and all other places you listen to podcasts. You are listening to Comedy Club for Kids presents... Nonsense Radio, Nonsense Radio, Nonsense Radio Nonsense. Hello and welcome to Radio Nonsense, the official Comedy Club for Kids podcast that's suitable for all ages from to And everything in between. I'm Tiernan and if you are a listener to this show, then you will know. Hang on, if you're not a listener to this show. How would you even hear this? I mean, I could say whatever I liked about you as you wouldn't hear, would you? Ha <laughs> ha, anyone who doesn't listen to this show is a scrambled egg face and smells like car air fresheners that are a bit too strong and they make you feel sick. You know, the ones that's like, it's right in my throat. Egh. Anyway, um, they can't do anything about that. They're not listening. So brilliant. And anyone who doesn't listen to this has knees made of porridge and their only friend is an octopus, but, you know, not a brainy one, like the only stupid one there is and who doesn't even know how to use eight arms at once. And they're like, oh, I don't, know, I don't know what to do with these other six. Hey, This is great. I am I'm enjoying this. Sorry, where was I? Um, Yes, apologies. I was going to say, I don't usually start the shows with the emails you send in um, or your reviews, as you will know if you are a listener. And you won't know if you're not a listener because you're a stinky, need fart magpie. <laughs> anyway, um, this week, though, I have had another comment sent in from Laughing Ninja, who you might remember sent a message a few weeks ago. I'm still not really sure how you can be a ninja if you're laughing all the time, because like ninjas are meant to sort of... Sneak up on people and be all silent. You can't sneak up on someone if you go, ah, ha, 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 ha. like they'd, they'd hear that. But then I guess it makes, maybe it makes them laugh too. And then you could disappear while they're too busy laughing. I'm not really sure. Anyway, Laughing Ninja, thank you for sending in uh, another question. That's been added to the question pile. Thanks for that. But then Laughing Ninja ended by saying, P.S., my little sister says you sound like a talking potato. And that is a very big compliment. What? I sound like a talking potato. Do I? How do I, a human being person, human type being person, sound like a small round vegetable? I have to say, I am not sure how I could take that as a compliment. How does Laughing Ninja's little sister even know what a talking potato sounds like? Do potatoes talk? I mean, if they could, it would be awful. Firstly, when you went to the supermarket or wherever you get your potatoes from, maybe, I don't know, you get them from the potato shop or you get special potato delivery people who just throw potatoes through your letterbox or down your chimney or through your window every Potato Tuesday. But if potatoes could talk, then all you'd hear was noise when you went to those places. Just hundreds of potatoes all going, hello, 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 hello. And it'd be really hard to make them into crisps or chips or fries because you'd be like, mm, I'm going to make some chips. Don't! Don't slice me up! I want to stay looking like a little round lump. And potatoes all grow underground. Can you imagine? You're like digging up the ground and all you get is, Oi, get me out of here, it's too muddy. That would be terrifying. How do you even be like a potato as a person? Do I have to be kept in the dark? I did that last week. It didn't work very well. Oh, maybe I just shouldn't be told about stuff. I could be kept in the dark that way. You know, Linda, Linda, is there anything you haven't told me, Linda? Uh, Linda hasn't told me anything for ages. So maybe I am kept in the dark like a talking potato. I'm not sitting in any soil, though, or in a sack. not getting in a sack. Uh, Well, if potatoes did sound like me, then why haven't they started a podcast? You know, like Tatercast or Chip Chat, something like that. And I don't have a brown jacket. But I do have eyes, like a potato. This is curious. I've got a lot of questions, and I don't even want to think about why Laughing Ninja says it's potato with an E, which means it might be a potato that grows on the end of your toes, which is really horrible. You are meant to have cheese with your potatoes, but not, not like that. Anyway, I'm going to have to investigate what potatoes sound like, aren't I? Maybe they have such lovely voices that it's a compliment. I will dwell on that. Um, In the meantime, thanks also to Datako Ben, who's now sent in uh, some farting meat, which I think is the most disgusting thing I've ever heard of. And don't forget, you can review the show too on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of those type places, or you can just sort of scribble it on a passing llama and I'm sure it'll get to me somehow. And if you want to email in a question you need answering, jokes, or, well, anything really, then get your muttering doorbells, sorry, grown ups, to help you. Email me at podcast at comedyclubforkids.co.uk. Check out our live shows at comedyclubforkids.co.uk. Grab our t shirts and book at comedyclubforkids.store. And again, don't forget also to listen to the new Bust or Trust podcast that I am co hosting. The most recent one has a sketch about cows going to a party. So, you know, you really shouldn't miss that. Um. I'm still not sure about this Talking Potato stuff. I'm going to look it up. And while I do that, you have a listen to this week's Most Importantest bit. Potato, my life. Yes, everyone, it is Katie Pritchard's, a.k.a. Katie, secret ruler of Haiti, a.k.a. Dr. Katie Radicals Pritchardio, the knee whisperer, and as our songa speaking listeners will know you, oo Endla Ti Bagels Letikulu. But of course, Katie, you are most well known for discovering the mysterious number Pleateteenth, leading to all sorts of mathematical discoveries, for your charitable work travelling around the world and helping release sausages back into their natural habitat. And as all the listeners know you, for writing the hit musical Tootin' and Scootin' about a young girl who becomes the world's fastest scooter racer by propelling herself to victory with farts. Um, Katie, it's so lovely to have you on the show again. How are you doing?
1: Thank you so much for having me i'm very good thank you i am um i've been uh having a big sausage filled morning actually uh, wow. releasing some out into the wild and i'm on my lunch break from that
0: that's and how how can i ask how many you re- released is it are we allowed to know this information because i know obviously it's a very sensitive subject and obviously there are a lot of uh this is awful thing to talk about but there are sausage hunters out there who you hear about this and try and poach them for their lunch once you've released yeah. it. Oh are, are we allowed to ask, you know, questions like how how many was it this morning or?
1: Um well, uh statist- I can give you a statistic rather than an actual definite mm-hmm. number. Um uh, statistically we released ten percent of our rehousees this morning. Wow. Um and we've got security out there making sure there aren't any um
0: sausage poachers yeah. loitering around yes because it's, it's, it's sausage poachers isn't it not not sausage fryers sausage grillers or, or are they all an issue as well
1: well it's the poachers you've really got to look out for because that's just that's not what a sausage wants
0: no that's, no that's I can under, no, that. no of course not because straight into hot water yeah it's an awful situation yeah. um mm. and, and i mean it's a very delicate job that that you deal, because you've got to take these sausages in then you've got to care for them which i i guess needs a lot of uh t- turning turning them regularly
1: yeah you don't want to let them sit for too long on one side um otherwise they'll get bobbly mm.
0: um,
1: and that's not that's not nice is it you don't want a bobbly sausage
0: no no and they don't they don't want to be who wants to be a bobbly sausage you know because well, this is it yeah then you're like a gherkin aren't you i suppose or you know yeah. That's yeah it's a whole different a whole different thing um and and you know and, and again i have got to be very careful i do i understand this is sensitive information, but is it you, you you're very you're very caring with what you do do you deal with all all types of of sausage yes,
1: um all of them i mean some types of sausage we see more frequently mm-hmm. um <clears throat> but Obviously, all sausages that um, that would like to not be poached, right. we're looking after.
0: That's really good because I and I, I'm I'm uh, I'm a veggie, and so I, I have veggie. Actually, should I say I have veggie sausages? Because that's not that's not that makes me sound like an and like I'm I'm someone that you're trying to defend those sausages yeah. from. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean,
1: are you poaching them?
0: I'm not, I wouldn't, no, I don't, I don't poach sausages, no. Um, I just
1: think as long as you're checking in with them, making sure that they're okay, tucking them in to a nice bun.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that that's normally how I would do it. Yeah, sort of lay them on a bit of bread so they're all comfy, <laughs> put another bit of bread over them like a sort of duvet. hmm um, Tuck them in
1: nicely with like a lettuce and a tomato mm, maybe mm. some sauces keep them nice and snuggly
0: that's it no that that's almost 100% how i how i would do it yeah. definitely um and it's nice to know that's what they would want um
1: yeah i mean it's just good to keep an open dialogue in in these situations just making sure they're okay
0: yeah just ask just talk to your sausages everyone i think that's yeah. a, a really important message and i don't think enough people Think about that when they have a sausage. They don't think, just have a little word, check it's yeah. all right before you have a snack. Yeah. 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 Wow. It's a busy job. You've been doing it for years now. Haven't you?
1: <laughs> yeah. I've been doing it for pleteenth years,
0: actually. Wow. 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 And is that, yeah. I mean, look, I, you know, I know you you, you you have expertise in so many different fields. Was it related to the discovery of the number that the sausage did, did they all come together at the same time or is it two separate things? And it happens to be a coincidence that you've now been doing it for please years.
1: Well, I was working on the number discovery first. Mm. Um, and then that just transfers over into uh, a unit of measurement now for me. So um, I can use it in all parts of my life, which is wow. pretty good. Um, it wasn't a specific sausage based number discovery. Um, it was just, uh, the first thing that I was working on, um, once I completed that, I thought, what can I do next to help, to help out and rehousing sausages was it.
0: It's, I mean, it's it's such a beautiful story, Katie. And, you know, it's, it's again, it's, it's so lovely to have you here when you've got all these things going on when you, I mean you know, the, the, I suppose the math thing you don't have to work on anymore because it's out there now and people are, uh, are using it in day to day life. I saw somebody the other day ask for th, uh chips, um, yeah. you know, uh, somebody walking team amount of dogs, which was, I mean, yeah. it looked quite complicated, I have to say, and I'm not, I'm not sure they were happy that they'd taken on so much responsibility. Um, mm. But you know, it's out there. I, everyone I know now is team is thing all over the place.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean. When you come up with a new way of measuring, um, it is quite an interesting thing, because all of a sudden people have a term to describe the responsibility they've taken on or the amount of time or the amount of things that they have. And it's quite beautiful to watch people um, discover that piece of language and uh, and use it and um, to express themselves.
0: It's been it's, fantastic. It is, it is wonderful. I mean, look, and, I, and you know, this is a very positive podcast and I'm I'm a teeth, um believer. I've I've used it now uh, this morning I had teeth cups of tea, really enjoyed it. Um but you know, there are some critics out there Katie who say that plethith isn't a number and and it yeah. isn't anything at all. What, what what would you say to what would you say to them?
1: I'd say to them I mean, I'm sure these are the same people that said pie wasn't a number. Mm. You yeah.
0: know? Yeah. Well,
1: they just they they want to come out here and they're just annoyed they didn't discover mm. this numerical term before me. If it was them discovering pleathteenth, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't be kicking off about it. It's They'd true. be showing off about it. So it's I just think you know you, you just that people are gonna people are gonna be like that when you have a success in anything in life. And you've just got to go, Hey, you do you, but I've just made the world a, a much better place by discovering police teeth. So it's whatever.
0: It's, it's such a lovely way. You're right. It's, it's, you know, jealousy is, is not nice. And, and I think you, you deal with it in a very calm and, and lovely way. Um, and, and it's, you know, they're losing out for not being able to count things uh, properly as, as far as I know, you know, they're, they're never gonna be able to sort of buy uh bags of crisps. Um, you know, or or have pleath teeth uh, blades of grass in their park.
1: Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. I I think you know let people let people come to the conclusion in their own time that pleath uh, teeth is a is a unit of measurement they'd like to use. Uh, yeah. Let them live without it for a bit, and then they'll see how beneficial it is. And then and then they'll be like, oh, hi Katie, I wish I was using pleath teeth for the last pleath teeth years. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, That'd be a yeah. busy day. But that, that is that is exactly what they'd say as well i can imagine you get a lot of calls from people who've realized the error of yeah. their ways and they wow i mean you are you are busy and you know Now i appreciate that you're talking to us just after releasing all those sausages you must be you must be exhausted um that's a lot of a lot of hard work um mm. you know are you finding time for yourself are you, are you managing to relax uh, in, in between all the, the these many endeavors
1: yeah, I mean, <clears throat> people relax in different ways. Um, I relax by writing musicals. Mm. Um, you mentioned my Tootin' and Scootin' musical mm. okay. earlier. Um, I've also got the Fandango, a mango musical that I've been working on recently.
0: Wow. Is that an exclusive? Yeah, this Radio is exclusive. Radio
1: nonsense, yeah.
0: exclusive. How exciting.
1: Yeah. Um, Fandango a Mango, it's about a, um, it's about a ballroom dancing mango that, Wow! yeah, I, I won't, I won't do any more spoilers than that, but the main character is a ballroom dancing mango. Um, so I've been working on that pretty solidly
0: recently. Yeah, I mean, that is a, I mean, do you know what? I'm sold on the name alone and, and obviously we don't want to get too many details, uh, about, can I... Can I ask, is it one of those kind of slightly stringy mangoes, or is it one of the kind of pulpy mangoes?
1: Oh, it's definitely a pulpy mango because Fantastic. they're going to dance in a fandango. So
0: yes, yeah, that I mean, makes it, it makes totally makes sense. You don't want yeah. a stringy mango for a fandango. Uh, no, that's, no, no
1: offense to the stringy mangoes, of
0: course. No, no.
1: Just, um, the, pul- the, pulpy, the pulpy ones are always more rhythmical
0: yeah that's true isn't it? in stringy mangoes they've got their own skills they're very good at accountancy um very good at the violin um very good at tightrope walking i think
1: yeah and that would you know that would be a different you know if I was writing a musical about tightrope walking or circus skills juggling, then obviously I'd go with casting a stringy mango for that,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but, you know, you know, I think what was beautiful about, uh, about all the musicals of yours that I've seen is that, you know, it doesn't matter if you don't. You know, I'm not a young girl uh, that, that farts my scooter to victory, but I feel I got a lot. I was inspired by that show. I felt mm. like I could be. I could fart myself to victory on a scooter after watching it. You know, I it's, you, you give a lot and I think you inspire no matter who the main character in your shows are. And that, that's what makes them so, so wonderful.
1: Thank you so much for saying that. It's a, it's definitely, um, you know, when you when you create stories, um, they can be taken literally and metaphorically. So I'd like to hope that members of the audience who who do fart their scooter, um, they are finding literal, you know, encouragement in, in that endeavour from the show, mm. and people who fart themselves awake, Fart themselves, um, you know, up out of the sofa after watching a, a big movie. Who, um, you know, th- they can take it metaphorically. You know, it doesn't have to be the scooter mm. that you're farting yourselves energy into. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm glad that's coming across.
0: It's beautiful, and, and you know, and it was amazing the effect it had on um, so many actual world events. You know, like the Tour de France. Now that the riders are training themselves to be able to fart themselves. Uh, along yep. uh, changing their whole diet to include a lot more sort of greens and greens and beans and and um you know that people are really uh swimming swimming now they kind of propel themselves with one hefty one hefty trump mm. and you know and i think that's that's all you and and you know i bet you didn't realize just what what you'd end up kind of being responsible for
1: i just i just wanted to write an inspirational story which could tell people look, you're you're worth it you're you are worth the number one spot at this particular sport and if you dream it you can do it and that's just all I wanted to do with the story and then it's just uh, completely blown off if I might say so
0: (laughs) yeah Uh, yes well and you should say that is that is the way you should say it definitely I mean, look, Katie. Listen, I, you know. Once again, I'm very, I'm very grateful that, that that such an inspiring person like you uh, can come and do this show. And and I've got um I've had a question sent in that that I think you, I think you're the person that that can that give the answer that we need for it. But um obviously you've done this show before. I've got I've got some admin questions that I do have to ask you first, and I hope that's okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. Well, the, the first one is um. You know, this is, I, I, you're aware of this, this is an audio podcast. All our listeners listen to it with their, um, hopefully their ears, but maybe also their knees, their bums. We don't discriminate however they want to listen. Um, and I just wondered if you've got a favourite noise that you could uh, tell us about or preferably even make for us.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, my favourite noise is, um, is well, it's the noise that you make when you're in the shower And you've, you've bent down to pick up like the washing gel or the shampoo, but your head has hit the, um, the glass door and it kind of slides down that kind of squeegee (laughs) sound where you've accidentally cleaned the glass door whilst trying to clean your hair.
0: Wow. That's my favorite sound. That's an incredible, and it is an incredible noise. It's very funny, but also slightly uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. And it, also it's always, um, you know, after I do that, I, it always is followed by the sound oh, as well. So it's got a real double hit of a sound because it's got the actual physical sound of your head wiping the glass door by accident and then your realisation of that and your frustration at it. So it's just a real lovely double, double sound.
0: That's an, it's an incredible noise. And you end up with a clean glass door.
1: This is it. it. Takes out all of those dried-on watermarks.
0: Yeah, it does. It does. It, in a, in a way, it's something we should probably be all doing that a lot more often.
1: Mm. I reckon a lot of parents would be very pleased actually if after each shower or bath, they discovered that you'd accidentally clean their whole glass door with your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd be very and, pleased about
0: that. And and you'd get the noise satisfaction. So totally yeah. worth it. You get the amazing mm. sound, clean glass door. It's, I mean, it's it's a fact. That's a fantastically specific noise.
1: It's the only reason my parents invite me over to stay now. Right. Just for me to accidentally clean the glass doors on their shower.
0: Is that what? So do you turn up and you're like, hi, mum. It's so nice to see you. And they're like, get, have a shower.
1: They're like, I think you need a shower, Katie. And I'm like, yeah, that's a, a good assessment of where I'm at today. I have been rehousing a lot of sausages. Mm. So I've been working hard. So I'll get in and then you'll hear that off my head down the glass door. And then oh! after I realize I've done it and then they go and inspect the shower door. They're like, it's perfect. It's perfect clean tick. You can stay for dinner.
0: Oh, that's like, oh, you do get the dinner as a reward. They're not like, get, get out. Yeah. You've done your job. No, no, no. That's good. That's good. Cause that'd be my worry. They'd like, you'd have the shower, you clean the door. They're like, right. Can you, can you leave now?
1: I mean, I guess in that you should only disclose your special skill at cleaning glass doors of showers accidentally with your head to people that are not going to use that that's for
0: for bad. That's, yes, that's true. No, I don't want people to use it for bad. That would be awful. Um, well, well, thank you, Katie. That is a, that is an amazing noise, not one we've had on this show before. And I, I look forward to all the listeners emailing in to say that they have headbutted the glass door and cleaned it perfectly in order to recreate this amazing it's got, noise
1: and it's got to be by accident that is mm. the specific thing like, oh
0: I see okay right you right. can't
1: go out there have, trying to have a go at it it's got to be by accident because then you get the double hit of the sound right uh, and that is the very specific sound that I that I enjoy
0: that, I mean that's something well in which case I take that back and listeners hopefully won't be trying to do it on purpose because no. you won't get the same noise
1: Mm-mm. so that
0: hopefully they'll just be Managing it by accident, uh, on yeah. occasion, yeah. Maybe wow.
1: pop your shower gel near to the door. You know, to help. You with Very good idea. Uh, yeah, it's a much better sound if it's an accidental
0: sound. Top tips. Top tips. You know, this is the kind of expert knowledge that that, that we hope for on the show, and that is that is exactly what we've got. Well, listen, Katie. Thank you. Amazing noise. Uh, and of course, the other question I have to ask you is that you know, this this show is uh, suitable for people of all ages, any age you can possibly imagine. Can you can you imagine an age? That's not the question, but I just wonder. Can you imagine one?
1: I can. Yes, I'm imagining eight thousand wielded worms.
0: Wow, yeah, I mean it's absolutely suitable for them if they were to if they were to listen if that was an age that was of uh, someone or, or worms to listen they could dis- they could listen mm. that's perfect, yes, I should say even for for people who are pleateenth they can also listen um suitable yeah. for every single possible age, not one hundred long story, not gonna go into it now, but every other age <laughs> apart from one hundred years old is this is suitable for, and so I' just gotta check um if there are any rude words that you won't be saying during this show,
1: yes. Oh, would you want me to say them?
0: Well, I just yeah. better check that it's... I better check, you know, <clears throat> you're not going to say it. Yes.
1: Uh, I refuse to say maths teacher.
0: Oh, whoa, goodness. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, and and can I... Uh, have you got... Because, uh, I mean, look, I'm really pleased you're not going to say maths teacher, and I definitely will not be saying maths teacher on the show. But can I ask for you, obviously, it's got the personal thing you you are the discoverer of please teen. Mm. have you made uh, enemies of quite a lot of maths teachers
1: no it's more that i don't believe in maths teacher is a term we should be using it should be maths enabler maths enhancer
0: oh, i see Maths
1: supporter i like maths it. teacher i mean maths maths is a beautiful thing
0: that's fair that's fair but like you can't
1: it. be taught you just got to discover
0: Whoa! can i what about maths pal
1: sure you can have maths pal um i think that that's that symbolizes to me someone that's sat next to you while you're doing your maths going way to go and that that's, that's a beautiful nice. thing
0: that's yeah. nice math sausage too much
1: now i you know I interact with a lot of sausages in my day to day and I've got to say a lot of them are incredible at maths
0: okay good 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 that's all yeah. right that's all right well in which case I will you know I feel you're you know I I am so pleased you're not saying maths teacher on the show and I think it is the sort of term that could ruin us uh as a podcast where it's said so listen I appreciate you not saying maths teacher night again as i said will not thank
1: you. Say thank you for taking that on board too.
0: of course always you've got to make the show suitable for everyone everyone possible um, except math teachers, obviously, um, math enablers is fine for, and not one hundred. Anyway, look. So, um, Katie, we've got this question, and this question is this. Uh, it, I mean, it, it wasn't addressed to you, but I feel like it is absolutely for you. I feel like this question was was created uh, for for your answer, and so I'm so pleased that you're here to be able to to, to help with it. Um, I'm going to read it out. We've got. Uh, it starts with. It starts with. Hi, I'm Caitlin. So it's not the question, but just Hi, so Caitlin. you know. Caitlin, yeah. And she says she is 10 pandas year old, which is incredible. age. That's, I mean, yeah, that's huge. Yeah, it is huge. It is huge. And and, and not an easy year, but, but an important year, I think, of a life um, to mm. be 10 pandas year old. Um, and she says, I've also got a question now that we've had the important information. I've also got a question. What happens when you flush the toilet on a plane? I think it falls out of the sky um mm.
1: Yeah, well thank you so much for your question, Caitlin. Um you are to some degree correct actually. Um but it's a, a little bit more intricate than just falling out of the sky. Um I'll just walk you through because I actually did um I did a masterclass in plain toilets, um, which is which was beautiful. Actually, it was stunning. I would yeah. recommend it to anyone. Um so basically what happens when you go to the toilet on the plane is um, obviously you, you, on the surface, it looks just like a normal toilet. But what's happening inside is that there are lots of hamsters in there that are just sat waiting um, for you to flush the loo. When you flush the loo, it kind of goes into um, a biodegradable see through bag. Kind of looks like a sandwich bag that you might put your sandwiches in for school um, and uh, those hamsters they're actually skydiving hamsters so as you're pressing the flush it's going into that biodegradable bag and you're releasing that bag with two skydiving hamsters who take the biodegradable bag wow. down very safely down to the ground and so they float down with it Um they are received by a series of badges who who have designed sets, which is where kind of badgers tunnel and live. Um, and and they, they have the special sets that are designed for, for your bags to go into. And then once those um, skydiving hamsters have dropped them off, they, they regroup and they're flown back up to the plane by an eagle. So it's quite a big wow. system of things that's going on. I'd say um, an average four-hour flight can use anywhere between one thousand to pleteenth skydiving hamsters, so it depends how busy that toilet is on that plane. But yeah, it's a big endeavour. I
0: mean that that is in that is incredible. I had absolutely no idea of, of any of this, and you know, I I I suppose my immediate concern is, you know, uh, these hamsters obviously want to do this job. They're obviously specially trained, and it's maybe something that they. They, they they you know look up to as a career in their life but they are having to deal with a lot of people's airplane poo that has been created with airplane food which is of, often not the you know not the nicest uh, sort of food it's always a bit cardboardy and, and they're having to deal with that at it's full kind of most f- fresh ripeness and then and then take it out how how are these hamsters feeling about that like well well the smell how are they feeling about the smell
1: I guess um what you've got to remember is um as it pass as we go to the loo it obviously passes through several pipes mm. and points now uh what what they've got in in planes only because obviously we all know what happens in toilets that aren't in planes, but in planes specifically, it passes through three points where it will add some natural um fragrances
0: right
1: to overcome the smell for yeah. those hamsters because obviously they they can't be passing out on their skydive down otherwise that would be terrible
0: yeah yeah um That's animal cruelty yeah it would be awful yeah
1: it? it might also help to know that um obviously when those hamsters are skydiving they'll release their parachutes but sometimes obviously they're falling from quite a height they're quite small sometimes they have got to use a little fart or two to keep their parachute mm. up in the air.
0: Of course. Of course. I mean, you know, I, look, I, I, I'm I, wondering here about also the training process for the hamsters because having been the owner of hamsters, and I'm sure many of our listeners have probably also been the owners of hamsters over time, hamsters, um, in, in my experience, are some of the most terrified creatures. Like hamsters just kind of, like freak out and die over the smallest things like hamsters like oh like there's i know someone's very slightly rattled the cage <clears throat> dead you know like oh there's some like a leaf has blown in the wind <clears throat> dead and they get terrified and just die like really like in seconds but skydiving is terrifying how do you train a hamster to be super brave enough to do that
1: well a lot of hamsters that are skydiving and uh helping release the toilet from the plane down into the ground they obviously they actually feel like it was their calling to do that they feel Mm -hmm. like it somewhat destined also when there's so many hamsters working together you know anywhere from a a thousand to police teeth they really use the crowd support to to help them through it a lot of people might have had hamsters just on their own they might not have been able to to see a hamster in a whole pack of police teeth of them um it's a kind of a different thing because they're all there going way to go gordon you can do it sharon off you go as they each hop out of the plane
0: that's wonderful that's I, i mean what i like about all of this is you know there are a lot of uh issues with with plane travel and and sort of a lot of listeners will know in, the, in terms of helping the planet and everything you know plane travel's not great but right here we're helping nature you're, you're employing hamsters employing badgers employing eagles they're helping things biodegrade that is that's a lovely a lovely lovely thing to hear about
1: yeah it's um it's what the song circle of life was based on <laughs> right uh, because right. it was written before the lion king movie obviously right uh, elton john was just writing that after going to the same master class i went to about right. how how airplane toilets work and he was so inspired he wrote that song and then disney were like oh we love this song we've um we've written this story about some lions and we think this song would work well and he was like wait a minute this is about skydiving hamsters badgers and eagles helping Mm. Airplane toilets, and they were like, Well, we think we can tweak a few lyrics, and it can work pretty well in this story about lions. And mm. that's how Elton John came to write For the Lion King.
0: I mean, that, that, that's a lovely story, but I do feel like hamsters and badgers have been, and eagles have been hard done by it. I want to see that film. I want to see yeah. that film about the hamsters that have to transport airplane poo, you know, through this kind of dangerous escapade.
1: Mm yeah, uh, I mean, so would I. Yeah. Basically, I'm I'm, I'm with you on that. I think it's uh, like I said earlier. I think this masterclass I went to is just the most stunning thing I've ever seen, and um, I think I wish more people knew about it.
0: Is it? Uh, well, you're, you're informing them now. How do people find it? Because I'd I'd never heard about this. I want to go on a masterclass about airplane toilets. Where is it that you you take it? Where does this class happen?
1: I mean different airlines run different classes right. um the one i the one i went with was um was easyjet right right um i think there's there's other other classes are going to be slightly different but i really enjoyed the easyjet one um i got there nice and early so i was first i was able to go and look at everything first right um and uh yeah, I I've got nothing. I, as you can tell, I'm almost speechless remembering it because it was. I can see it's
0: car. really clearly affected. I mean, you, you, also you know you bring up a um an interesting point. It's obviously different airlines. You got you got sort of easyjet. The easyjet is, is largely based in the UK. Um, they're using hamsters. Do you find that you know? Around the world, like Qantas, are they using small I don't know possums or wallabies? Uh, you know the, the American Airlines, they have to use little chipmunks. Is is there a kind of variety?
1: It's it's all hamsters. Otherwise, the system right can't sustain itself. Obviously, you've got these planes flying over all these different countries, mm. um, and they're they're going to be skydiving out over the part that they they happen to be flying over at that particular sure. moment. So they've all got to be the same, otherwise the yeah. system breaks.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. So it that's quite sense.
1: nice, you know, it's all nice. these animals all over the world, all working together to achieve this this one this one goal of um, you know evacuating the toilets
0: right. on an airplane flight. It's a, it's a beautiful dream. It is a it is a beautiful. It's a beautiful, wonderful dream. And I, and I, it's nicer than I... Because there was always a bit of me that felt like if going to the loo on a plane, it just falls out of the sky. There's a little bit of me like, we're getting revenge on birds because birds just poo when they're flying above you. Mm. And I sort of always hoped that maybe by pooing out of a plane, it would land on a bird and they'd be like, ha ha. But actually, you've taught me, once again, Katie, with with all your wisdom, you taught me that there's a much more beautiful way to do these things that it isn't just about revenge, uh, and and it's about an, a a circle of life.
1: Well, also you've got to remember, you know, these birds that are flying and pooing on us—they've just got wings, haven't they? They they don't have hands mm. they can put a nappy on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of like a different thing, you know. I'm sure yeah. they're not intentionally pooing on you. Mm. Um. I'm sure they're just I'm not sure. I'm not thinking, sure that's that. a good place to poo. Off I go.
0: Yeah, I think they are. I think they have intentionally pooed on I don't want to go into it, but I think there are times they've, they've been... specifically targeted me.
1: Is and it? Were you kicking off at them?
0: Oh I, Yeah. I, 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 it's my fault, sure. Yeah. I was shouting things at birds. They then pooed on me. It's a bit of a long, ongoing rivalry, and it's it's not... You know what, again, talking to you, I realise I've just got to patch these things up and I've got to,
1: you
0: know, I can stop having to go outside wearing such a big hat.
1: Mm. Crows remember your face as well.
0: Yeah, oh, I know, I know, yeah, yeah.
1: So it's really good that your first impressions are as positive as you can make them. Yeah. With the birds, so they don't remember your face in a negative way. They're like, oh, that's that person was nice i yeah. won't
0: i shan't poo on them i didn't know any of this and now i have to go out and i, dis- I have to go out with a big hat on to stop the poos i have to go out a disguise different disguise every time so the crows don't mm. get used to it it's look i i've made some mistakes and i own up to it and now i'm i'm trying to rip it. maybe i'll just go out normal face no hat and say sorry and we can we can move on
1: i think try it and see also a nice little letter never goes amiss you know dear bird um i'm terribly sorry if there's been any conflict between us Mm. i really hope we can resolve it here's some bird seed um i hope it's a flavor you like lots of love
0: kiss 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 that's nice is it more is it is it like a, a A pe um like a like a sign of peace to send it by carrier pigeon, or would that cause more trouble?
1: I think. I mean, if you've got a carrier pigeon that's a good mate of yours,
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: yeah. But I think if you're hiring a carrier pigeon, you probably want to hand deliver
0: it instead. Sure, sure, okay. That's good to know. it's good to know. Yeah. Okay.
1: Because oh, cool. you see, if the carrier pigeon's your mate, when they're dropping it off, they could be like, "Oh, this is my mate. They are really sorry." And they wanted me to give you this. That's nice. Or face to face is even better, isn't it? But I think using a third party, an external person, from is not gonna. It's not gonna help your corner.
0: Katie, listen, invaluable information today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having time um, in between your sausage rescuing, your musical writing. um, You know, and that that is Caitlin's going to go away knowing knowing all this information she didn't have before. And now her yeah. life will be much richer for it. Mine certainly is. And so, so thank you so much. And, and have you got a, a busy a busy rest of the day ahead? You've done all the sausage freeing for the day. Have you got much else going on?
1: Yes, um, I'm going to go and do a workshop on. Um, okay, I've just I've been working on a new number at Discovery, um, so I'm just going to go and do a workshop with a maths enabler. Um, this afternoon about this new number discovery see if it holds up
0: oh my goodness um
1: yeah so I'm very excited
0: yeah I'm very excited I'm, I'm very excited and I cannot wait to find out about this number and uh bring it into my life well thank you thank you so much thank you Katie and good luck with good luck with everything good luck with all of it thank you
1: thanks so much for having me you make more
0: potatoes Big thank you to Katie for answering Caitlin's very important question with such expertise. Uh, And Caitlin, I do hope you enjoyed your answer. And if not, why not send me your complaint by flushing it down the loo on an aeroplane and then many kindly gerbils will take it away and I will never, ever have to read it. As well as Katie regularly being found at our comedy club for kids shows, if you live in Guildford or nearby, then she is running a musical theatre workshop in the May half term at G Live Theatre. And I've popped a link to that in our podcast, Blurb, as it will be brilliant. And you'll learn how to do all the dramatic songs, because they sing about everything in musicals. Then I've got to tie up my shoelace, I really need a poo. And you could learn all about that stuff, probably. And of course, if you do want to send in a question you need answering or anything else at all, then do get your muttering doorbells, I'm sorry, grown ups, to help you. Email me at podcast at comedyclubforkids.co.uk. Come and see us live, see our live shows. We're doing them all over the place. Uh, and you can find us at comedyclubforkids.co.uk uh, and see when we're near you. And you can grab our t shirts and our book at comedyclubforkids.store. So you can wear them everywhere you go. Don't wear the book. I don't, I mean, I suppose you could sort of wear it as a hat maybe but then if it rains you just get a soggy book on your head it's not very good um and also like the advert at the beginning of the podcast go and listen to the bust or trust podcast as it is a lot of fun if you like mysteries and me being a silly head and not as the sister of laughing ninja says a talking potato because listen to what I found when I investigated talking potatoes on the World word inter-gloob. Um i have to play this through my other speaker, so it might sound a little tinny. But hopefully you'll be able to hear what a talking potato actually sounds like. Potato, 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 time. Hello and welcome to Podtato, the podcast about all things potato, from new to King Edward and everything in between. Hosted by me, Chip, a talking potato, and this is what I sound like, as a potato. This week, is it best to be a jacket potato in the winter and a jersey potato in the spring? Or should all potatoes just be patatas bravas and go out as we are? Plus, I'll be chatting with Poms, a potato currently stuck inside a Noir, and of course, a special kids section for any of you with tater tots. Wow, a whole potato-based podcast. That is very strange, isn't it? But I guess it's just podcasts for everyone out there. And how do those potatoes listen to it anyway? Because they've got eyes, but they don't have ears, do they? Weird. Anyway, as you can hear, it sounded absolutely nothing like me, so no, I don't sound like a talking potato. Hmm. Right, now I'm going to get all tucked up in this soil bed and use this little brown sack I'm wearing as a pillow. So I'll see you all next week. Bye! You have been listening to Comedy Club for Kids Presents. Radio nonsense! Radio nonsense! Radio nonsense! Radio nonsense! Radio... Nonsense, radio, nonsense, radio since it's the end.